Sephora stores are everywhere you are. So just pop in when you need a brown lip to match your 90s playlist. A confidence boost before your interview? Or a last-minute gift for mom's birthday? There's always a Sephora near you. Just pop in. Use our store locator to find your local Sephora or Sephora at Kohl's. Oh, it's back. I couldn't find... The truth of the matter was I couldn't find this. I, I thought it was called, like, Cue the Sniper Girl or something. I couldn't. It, had, it actually had the original name, which is Golden Touch. But we know it as... Cue the Sniper Girl. We're gonna take you around the whole world. Inner Saboteur. We all know what that gun is for. Still, almost a year later, I'm still working on the lyrics. Now, as we all know, I do like a little bit of a talky-talky-talky thing in the first 10 minutes of the show before we get to the meat and potatoes. Uh, And that's no different today, but we're trying something new. I don't know what to call the segment now, what I call Bring Back My Girls or whatever, but it's it's essentially where we recap the recap. Because after it, while I was editing, when I listened to the show... I was like, oh, I have all these thoughts that either I didn't finish or I didn't get to or I wish I would have said or I want to challenge people. And that's what we're going to do these first 10 minutes. Uh, first of all, uh, we're going to bring Nathan sitting right here. Hi, Nathan. Hi. <laughs> I didn't know if I should speak or not. Well, no, it's right. You know, you, 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 did, you did the right thing, Nathan. You did the right. You're not like Lori who will make it known that she's there regardless of you know, <laughs> anything. Uh, but if you want to enjoy extra content, like people are going to get this show early. They're going to get it without commercials. And by the way, if you just want to support LGBTQ media, go over to patreon.com slash afterthought media and join at whatever level you want. I don't care. Just get more content the higher the level. So to do that, patreon.com slash afterthought media. But I've brought back, bring back my girl, Nathan Patrick Brown. Nathan, how are you, mate? I'm good. I'm a little nervous, but I'm good. I don't know why you're nervous, because I, I gave you, I said there's four things I want to talk about. I gave you three of the four topics. And I've yeah. asked you this before, but I'll ask it again. Do I just sound like a total Aussie when I'm talking to you on the phone? Or yeah, talk like totally. This? Totally. I'm like, where are you from? Are you from Lakemba? Like you sound do, like an Aussie. What do I do well on the Aussie accent? Like, uh, oh no. It's... Uh, I, th- I think you've got the register correct. Uh-huh. The register. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, by the way, Nathan, you've got to be honest with me here. Because we're last, you know, recap's not about honesty, all right? Recap is about lies and deception. It is? Yeah. Are we going to tell you this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Rulaska Thoughts is about all about honesty. And okay. people should know that my love language for Nathan is sending him nothing but content about australia and does yeah. this annoy you or are you what is your take well, I on just, this i wonder about your algorithm because i think you know you got a few really good ones like ah aussies do this and aussies haven't don't know what this is and aussies in america are blown away by this and they yeah, were like really yeah. good and then i've noticed the quality is sort of getting lower because i think tiktok's algorithm is just sending everything to you that's about that and like that last one you sent yesterday, like, and I looked at it. What and was it that only about? had like 
200 likes. It was about the hat. It's just someone oh, being like, oh, yeah. Australians have weird hats. And it was just like, yeah. And I looked at the comments and all the comments were like, we have that in America. We have that in Europe. And I was like, this is low tier, Joe. You're okay. scraping so, the bottom of the barrel. I just said, whatever. if it's Australian, I don't, I don't, I, I'm going to be honest with you. There's no quality control. It's like, does it have to do with Australia? <laughs> yes. Nathan's going to get this. Okay. Nathan's going to get this. And you just reminded me of something too. I'm going to talk about in a second. But what's really funny is. You know, because I talked to Jeremy, and Jeremy and I have a lot of conversation. By the way, people who don't know, Jeremy is a Dutch friend of mine. We have a lot of conversations about the Netherlands and the U.S. I, I'm not even being funny. About 75 to 80 percent of my content has purely only to do with the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Right? Some of it just isn't Dutch, straight up Dutch. They're not even doing like, <laughs> oh, Americans do this. And, no, I get like straight up Dutch content. Okay, and um. The, a big portion of them are like, you know, especially when it's like, this is something that happens in the U.S. that would blow the ne- Netherlands away. No, 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 I'm sorry, the other way. Something that happens in the Netherlands that would blow Americans away. A lot of those, I'm like, no. Like, there's one yesterday uh-huh. that I saw that was um, a person at a restaurant in the Netherlands. But they were like, they were this person was a total asshole. They were like... Oh, can you split the check like five ways, but only put the drinks on this person? They they're using all these mm. shenanigans, right? And the waitress was like, "No, okay." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, that would happen in the U.S. too. Like the U.S. they'll do like, okay, we'll split it two, three, maybe four ways, right? But once mm-hmm. you start getting complicated, they're like, "No, we're good, thanks. We're not yeah. gonna split the checks, especially in the age of Venmo and Zelle. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you guys don't have those, right? We don't have um, them." Do you have anything like that though? That's like an Australian version. Uh, I think we've got Beam. Have you got Beam? No, I know in the Netherlands they have like Tiki or something like that. Mm. I just think transferring someone money is just so easy here anyway, just through bank accounts. Mm-hmm. So it's like we don't really need the, those apps. Well, Zelle only works with banks. In other words, your bank comes to your bank. Anyway, the point is this, but I will tell you this because and I said I'm only keeping on for ten minutes, and where are we? I get six minutes. But here's the deal: is um, I saw something online that I thought would be like like we were saying like no this is stupid this doesn't really happen. Uh-huh. Do you guys eat cake with your hands? At an in an outdoor setting, yes. <laughs> that is the weirdest thing. An American posted that this is actually in the UK, but then the Australians were chiming in and said they do this too on the Discord. This is a plug for Patreon because these are the kinds of weird convos that happen on Discord. I posted this TikTok that I saw where an American was blown away because the British, the UK people were like, like, in, like sh- reading her because she uses a fork with the cake. And by the <laughs> way, for Americans, I'm not talking like a cupcake. I'm talking like a full slice of cake. Mm-hmm. And they had these pictures of like British people like holding the big piece of cake in their hand and eating it. Do yeah, you it's get a thing of food. On your hands. Well, it, you serve it in a napkin, so you just use the napkin to wipe your hands. I have, in my 25 years on this planet, I have <laughs> never heard of anything like this. But Nathan, this is not why we brought you on here. And I only have a few minutes with you. I promise you 10 minutes. Okay? So well, here's what I yeah. got. I have a couple of things. One, um, let's talk about Plain Jane. You said that uh, we, I made this point that I think Plain Jane is this mastermind and she's trolling the girls. And you made this point. Well, I don't think it's working because the girls are totally onto it. Correct. Mm. Do you remember this? Uh, 
Yeah, I do recall that. All right. I think I think there's there's levels to it though. Like she's clearly still impacting the girls. They see what's yeah. happening, but they're still getting rattled. I'm saying she doesn't care. Yeah. I should have said this in the show. She doesn't give a shit if they know her or not, whether she knows. It's, she's playing to the audience and the producers. What the girls think of her ain't none of her business. You know, mm-hmm. if they know she's trolling, if they don't know she's trolling, she does not care. She is not playing to the room. Uh, she is doing this 100% for the audience and for the uh, producers. Okay, do you have any response to that? I just do not like her. And so my my worry is... I can no longer be impartial with her Why not? because I just, she turns me off completely. And so it's like that, that look she put up on the runway, I was like, yeah, it's fine. But like watching it, I was like this fucking bitch. I was like, how dare she use that blue fabric? You know, like anything she does, I'm just going to be annoyed at. And I'm rolling my eyes at her throughout the episode. I think that's a problem in drag race fandom is that people on the opposite end, they have their pet drag queens and that drag queen can do no wrong. And mm-hmm. there are other people, and they can do no right. The other day, you know, I had a little dinner after we recorded the Javi and and um, and uh, Natalie thing. And my cousin Richard and his boyfriend came over, and his boyfriend was talking to me, and he was asking me all kinds of like, "What do I think of this season?" Blah 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 blah. He actually asked me what I thought about Drag Race in general, and I told him, and this is the truth. Say, so go I listen really- to the episode, mate. He does this. He's a big fan. That's what I, actually I didn't want to get into this. He was goes. He goes. I hope you don't mind. I'm I'm fangirling right now. He said oh. uh, because I listen to the show a lot and I want to ask you all these questions. And he goes. Uh, he goes. You know. He, what do you think of this? And I told him I don't really know how to explain this to somebody because it sounds like it's a negative thing, but it really isn't. But I actually think it's a. I think I'm in a really good zone with the show in that the show is dead to me. You know, there's a certain point where like. A frostbite gets so bad or a burn gets so bad that your nerves die and you just feel nothing. You don't even feel pain. Mm. You feel nothing. Yeah. That's kind of where I am. And I think, believe it or not, I think it's a good thing because I don't have these visceral connections to the drag queens where I'm like, we must protect her at all costs or anything Mm -hmm. like that. I'm like, Mm -hmm. this week plain Jane was good. This week plain, next week plain Jane could be awful and the worst human being ever. This week Dawn was amazing. I'm going to tell you something. I someone posted that because um, uh, okay, this is actually a good thing to bring up on Alaska Thoughts right now. Someone asked on the Discord, well, isn't it kind of weird that, you know, uh, Tsunami Muse won a trip to Spain, but she can't leave the country because she's DACA. Ah. She can't do anything with it. Well, there was an answer, and someone posted on the Discord. She said on Twitter that the the Drag Race was amazing about this. And behind the scenes, they said, you know, we know you can't use this. So we're going to give you a $5,000 prize instead. And she got to, she got to keep the trip. And so she said, so I'm gifting the trip to Hershey LaCour Jeté. And I'm mm-hmm. being honest, I've already completely forgotten she existed. Yeah. She, uh, I sort of remember her. She has kids, remember? Oh, yeah. But I can't tell you what she looked like. I can't I, tell you I a can't. thing about her. Anyway, yeah. so that's the plain Jane thing of it. Uh, Frida Kahlo. These are really quick things I want to say. Diego Rivera's wife? Is that how you introduced Diego her? Diego Rivera's <laughs> wife, Frida Kahlo. Uh, I started a point, and the point I was like, the show can be kind of racist, and like just it. And I think this is this is a longer. This actually be a whole Rulaska thoughts. The way, especially with Latino and Asian cultures, they just jam them all together as one mm-hmm. like pan Asian, pan Latino culture, which is funny because. Spain isn't even part of, like, the Latinidad, you know? Spain mm-hmm. is its own European Western white country. 
and Latin America is something completely different. But like, oh well, Frida Kahlo, you know, speak Spanish. Yeah. You know, but they're completely different things, you know. Um and then um one more thing. I made this point, I said I was saying this is another errata thing. I didn't finish the point. Which I was like, I was making a point about because Plain Jane was talking about how Russian parents and people can be very critical. And I said, any culture except for white people are critical of their children. Main, meaning I was going to finish that point with, because white people don't care about their fucking kids. That's why you always seen like, they'll be <laughs> like, the kids just be out running around the streets all the time. No one cares. The parents don't care. <laughs> they can go drop them off in the forest, you know, in the middle of the night. That's what they do. You know, in the Netherlands, they drop their 10 year old kids in the forest and they just have to find their way back. It's called a dropping. And it's a whole, th- I'm telling you, I've learned no. so much about the Netherlands. Yes. Yes, that sounds like a horror it. movie. Yes. Why has no one written a Dutch horror movie about this? I don't know. <laughs> and then the final point, so I can let you go. Oh, my God. We're almost at 15 minutes. It's okay. The final point before I let you go is you said, and I, I heard this on the show and, and, and everything. You said on the show, you were like, why didn't uh, uh, Plasma use her little red shoes during a challenge? <laughs> if she could have used them there. And then I, yeah. it, it kind of slipped by me when I heard it. And I kind of, I don't know. And then when I was editing, I was like, that's a really weird thing to say. And then Jeremy called me this morning. and was like, don't you think it was weird that Nathan said that she should have used? He goes, the shoes were clearly for like a six-year-old, seven-year-old. And he goes, you not on the doll. <laughs> yeah. The dolls were bigger than you think. No. They're not like Barbie doll size. They yes. were... They were like, they were okay, bigger. wait, hold on. You thought that that shoe, oh, I, you see, here's the thing. I was <laughs> defending you. I was like, well, maybe Nathan meant, but no. So you think that the shoe <laughs> that Plasma held in her hand would fit in the doll, the doll would fit in that shoe? The dolls were bigger than you think. No. They weren't to scale. Were, and then I think, you know what? You like, squi- she, she's a man dressed as a woman. She's got big feet. Yeah. She could have just elongated the shoe size on her persona and then that would have been to scale. Look, the fact of the matter is you shouldn't have packed the fucking shoes. I was just trying Hold to come up with an idea of why they'd Hold be useful. Hold on for a second. I want to show you something. Here's a oh, puppet. Okay. Yeah, I see. <laughs> with oh, wow. puppet feet, right? Yeah. yeah that'd I have fit. Crocs on right now. This is essentially what you were saying. <laughs> the shoes weren't that big. That she should do. <laughs> right now I'm holding up a, a little puppet foot in croc shoes. Uh-huh. That's what you're saying you should have done. That's what you're saying? Yeah, she should have whacked those shoes on that doll. Did you have any... You listen back to the ep- Yeah, You listen back to the episode. Do you have any comments you wanted to make? Uh, No. What do you think of the... You know what I did notice, actually? And I don't know if you clocked this. You know, everyone should know, peek behind the curtain. We recorded recap before I recorded the piece with Javi and Natalie. And I noticed in editing that you guys agreed a lot. Yeah, I think there was a moment where I think they actually really liked Maya's look, whereas I didn't. But, like, I'm not like Christian, so I'm not just going to change my opinion based on what Natalie and Harvey say. So oh, I'm just going to stand by He's continuing the war. He's continuing the war. It's just like war. Shade Girl. All right, guys. Well, we're going to we're gonna take a break. When we come back, speaking of, we are going to have Natalie and Javi speaking about the world of doll design and all that jazz. We'll talk about that right after the break. Hey, 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. All right, everyone, we are back from the break, and we are here with the Mattel sisters, Natalie and Javi, who are designers for an unknown toy company. But you guys have been doing it for, like, a long time. Long time. Mm-hmm. Was it weird? So we were talking about the, the design challenge, which was a toy, a doll design challenge this week on RuPaul's Drag Race. Was it weird? Okay, let me ask you this question. What that the girls did was anywhere close to what you guys do? Um... <laughs> Well, I mean, coming up with a with a with a look, yeah, you know, and and ex, you know, ours starts with what a sketch. Sometimes we have to, you know, do samples, but we don't do them ourselves. We have like sample makers that do that and then execute the look from thought to three D. So I think, like concept wise, yeah. it's pretty close. What do you guys? What do you guys? Do. Like, in other words, because they had to make... The, do you guys actually make the actual look, or is it someone who does that? No. We have uh, resource groups that... And they're the ones that actually sew it mm-hmm. and stuff like that. How do they make... Like, there's, like, little... Sh- I mean, I don't know if you can get into this, but, like... They make pattern. They have pattern. They're pattern makers. There's no, but, pattern. but how do they make, like, little shoes or toys and stuff? So we have the sculptors that oh, sculpt bodies and shoes mm-hmm. and print them out and we get them painted and... Do you guys do any actually hands-on hobby? Do you guys do, any do hands-on, I have to make this or put this on? Sometimes I'll, like, put things together, mm-hmm. like, with existing stuff. But mm-hmm. Natalie actually taught me how to put glitter on clothes. What? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this is when we used to, when we used to do the glitter. But a uh, uh, sample maker taught me. Yeah. So you, like, put the glitter in a cup, and then he would put netting on top of the cup, like, with a rubber band to hold mm-hmm. it. And then you use it as a shaker and you just spray, you spray them out, spray the fabric, and then you just. But I imagine that when you're first creating a doll, you have to maybe just for your head, have some sort of like practical thing that you do just to see like, am I on the right track? Or is it like. Yeah, well, I came from toy. So my, my, my I'm very, it was very different because I didn't know anything about like fabric or like silhouettes or like, so I had to basically learn all that from 
the bottom up. Well, you're so funny. You're saying things I don't know you're interested. What do you mean you came from toys? So I, like I, for I, I came from fashion. Like uh, my major was fashion. Yeah, so she knew about fabric and, and construction. Oh. And, and his stuff. major was toy design. Oh, interesting. I never knew that. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So you guys have two different perspectives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when is it, do you guys have two different focuses? Like is the fashion more important to you, but to you maybe like the fun practical aspect is more fun and more important to you? I think. I think think that's our strengths Mm because I feel like features and stuff initially when I first got there scared the hell out of me. Yeah. And um, now, I mean, you, we it's part of our job. We do it. But and I'm not I'm more comfortable with it. But I think uh, fashion and looks and styling comes easiest and fastest to me. And sometimes the other part, you know, is a little slower. Mm-hmm. And I'm the opposite. Oh. So like features and stuff, is it's more natural. But uh-huh. like fashion, it takes me a while to get there. Like I, I have a harder time. uh like getting there so okay so then you're watching this could you how do you think you guys would do you would probably do quite well because you come from fashion do you think Mm -hmm. you'd be able to do it too i think i would because i I think if it's toyetic i would understand how to do it if even in such a short amount of time i mean you can just google that shit (laughs) sometimes we have to do things in a short amount of time how you know i didn't even think about this and then putting you guys in the spot what would you do what do you guys know what you guys would have done in this challenge I don't know. I don't know. It depends. Like, cause, cause I feel like this was a very broad theme. Like mm-hmm. to me, my interpretation of doll could be anything. I could do a freaking. I could do like a real existing doll, mm-hmm. right? And do an homage to a doll, or I could be like, you know, what if I just felt like doing an alien rabbit doll? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. It just depends what I was thinking or feeling. Hobby. My doll would have long hair. <laughs> long, long hair. Yeah. I'd probably want a fashion transformation. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> and I mean, sparkly, glittery, yeah, big, big purse, big earrings. Yeah. I wonder, this is a question I wonder if you guys can even answer for whatever num- number of reasons. But like, I often notice when I see both of you guys doing like drawings that you post on social media or whatever, there's like a sort of like Chicano aesthetic you know, to it, but you don't really see that in dolls. And yet I think that would be kind of big. Hell yeah. And Brad's kind of brushes by it. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And those are huge, very popular. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. I think it's needed. Mm -hmm. I I think, um, I think it's needed. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I'm going to (laughs) stop. Okay. Yeah. And so, so when you see this, but so do you think that there is a relationship hobby between like drag queens and toys? Why are they always sort of like? Because well, I think it's playful, it's mm-hmm. fun, it's camp, it's over the top. I yeah. think it's extreme, mm-hmm. exaggerated femininity yeah. kind of thing. And uh, okay, well, like if there was anybody who wanted to enter, like what? Are, let me let me rephrase the question because it's not it's not even the same question. What did you see today on the episode that sort of? triggered something in you uh, from work like either a memory when you first started or like oh this reminds me of this was there anything that triggered you like oh this reminds me of work was there anything that was i think every time i watch it i think of work when no. they're in the work oh room. even when they're not even doing dolls yeah when they're mm-hmm. in the work room that yeah. reminded me of more of school okay that i felt mm. that like that's uh, true, pressure a little, bit, a little bit like 
okay, work is like when Rue comes in and like comes with a different like, and then you have to do this. <laughs> you're like, what? So that maybe kind of be, could be like work. Because sometimes what, things will come up and you're like, what do I have to do? When do I have to do it? Yeah. Because one time in school we had to do, we had a doll class mm -hmm. and we had to create the body ourselves and the clothes and like the, accept it was such a nightmare. It reminded me of that. I like. Gave me a little PTSD. I was asking you, <laughs> oh, what was something you were saying? Remember we were like, I'm like, talk, talk about this on the show. You were like. Oh, the wigs. Oh, the oh, wigs. Oh, yeah. What were you yeah. saying about the wigs? Uh, just because it's it, it's something that. Oh, because the wig fell off. And I said, oh, he needs some tape on that. Yeah. And then you're like, you tape the wigs? Yeah. And... Oh, yeah. You tape the wigs? Yeah. Mm -hmm. If they, if they, if, yeah. Cause but if it's a ball doll. But at what stage are we seeing this in the creation of dolls? Like, like beginning, beginning, yeah, beginning stages. Yeah. Like yeah. how long can you, does it take to go from idea in your head to like finished like prototype? It depends. It could be, it depends. It could be, a sh it could be as short as what? A week, oh, a week? A, to two weeks uh -huh. to like a couple months. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, to me in my head, it was always going to be closer to a couple months. Not even just because of the actual practical matter, just because of just. It depends on the project because sometimes project will just come up and be like, oh, we got, you know, this person or, mm -hmm. or we, you know, someone's asking for this and it's like, oh, but they need it by this time, you know, mm -hmm. so. Sometimes you have to rush or it's a normal process where it's a couple of months and it goes through all the rest of the milestones. When, whenever you guys are on, one of the questions something people ask is like, they're like, how close is what doll design does? Because it's little clothes mm -hmm. to actual like regular size people clothes. It's different. Yeah. Because first of all, you're working on a doll body, right? It's sometimes it's, some dolls aren't articulated. Some, some are, some aren't. And then it also, it um, a lot of it has to do with the fabrication that you use, because you know obviously in real fashion you're going to use uh, more beautiful fabrics and and you know sometimes we're reduced to what we could afford, which is trico and yeah. And then sometimes like if like you can't use real people fabric on dolls because mm -hmm. the print is so big, oh, like okay. you have to kind of work with that as well. Now, that said, you guys have both designed numerous dolls. You guys have both designed numerous dolls between you. Have you guys ever been out in the wild at a convention or something and seen one of your designs on a full-size person that someone has replicated? Yes. Mm -hmm. Is that weird? Is that like it's odd? Awesome. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys, when you're making a doll, do you, do you guys actually do a full-size one just to see what it looks like? No. No. Okay. So, no, no. Never, so, so seeing it full-size on that person yeah, really is like cool. Yeah. And other people who do a good job doing it, like, oh, oh my God. God. I'm like, oh, really? They're like, understand. every detail <laughs> yeah. they get, like, even from the shoes. Yeah. They will do shoes. So it doesn't look sloppy or no. anything? No, they oh, are really? so detailed. Really good. Huh. Somebody, like, went and, like, found the embroidery and hired, like, somebody. Mm -hmm. to, I was like, I cannot believe. Like, it was so close to it. Like, I could not find one in perfection. Oh, wow. Interesting. And do you have to take pictures with those bigger Can I take a yeah. picture with you? We do. Yeah. Oh, that is so yeah. interesting. So for, for people who want to be doll designers or they see this or kids, whoever, whoever's listening, they want to do this. What would be the advice? You, how do you get into this? Javi, I'll let you answer that. Um, <laughs> definitely, like it would help if you went to school for fashion, for toy design, for product, or even for illustration. Mm -hmm. And I think once you do that, I think the, the school will help you get an internship. Okay. And I think that will be great because that's how you learn the process mm -hmm. of what really goes into making a toy or a doll or package anything. Mm -hmm. 
And then from there, that you kind of just, that's your, your first foot in the door. Yeah, because there's so much to learn once you get there. Yeah. Oh, so like really... there's nothing that can prepare you no. for what would happen. You either you sink know. or you swim. Yeah, I interned and it was, I was like, oh, I didn't even, I didn't even, what I thought how to make a toy was completely different. Do you ever see people who in theory should be like really talented, but they sink for whatever reason because like they're just not good at some other aspect? Maybe they have a good fashion mind, but they're just not good at a different aspect? Yeah, and sometimes it's, you know, it's... um. I mean, it's not the right fit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or there's a lot of... Sometimes it could be really fast-paced. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're not used to... They want to have it at their own pace. All right. Well, any last words for anybody, Javi? Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this Yeah, I think episode. it was a little... Yeah, I think it was good. You know what's so funny is, I mean, we're so lucky that, like, I'm related to Natalie, and she knows you, and you're my friend, too. I hope he... Yeah. <laughs> what if I was like, no, I'm leaving. Yeah. I, I had all my offensive topics I wanted Javi to talk about, but I didn't have a joke. But, uh, so, like, what an interesting... Because it is such an, a niche, very niche thing very niche. that people yeah. do. Mm-hmm. That, like, people are always very interested and have a ton of... What is the most common question you get? I always hear, oh, when are you going to make a... When oh. are you going to make, like, uh, you know... And, and I'm like, I don't know. That's I don't know. You Can know you say I, that again and just say, when are we going to make a Latina doll? When are we going to make a Latina doll? Oh, yes. Thank you. I don't want to get a call. I'm going to have to go edit the show. What about you, Javi? Uh, I always get like, you know what you guys should do? Uh, yeah. I always get that. Yeah. But does anybody have a good idea where you're like, oh, that is a good idea? Yeah, but I can't use that. Oh, once they say it, yeah, you can't use that? I can't that. use that. Oh, yeah, yeah because then so they could get sued. So don't say anything to us. Yeah, don't give us any ideas, anyone. <laughs> yeah, ever, ever. <laughs> um, okay, well, we'll call it a day there. Thank you guys so much. And now we're going to go have dinner. I'm excited. Yeah. All right, goodbye. Bye.